Masters today were starters yesterday. So begin now. Bernard Kelvin Clive. Hello and welcome back to the Witches Gathering. We are your hosts. I'm Sabella. And I'm Carrie. Today we're going to be doing a basic overview of some easy beginner tips, tricks, things you need to know when you are first starting out in witchcraft. Okay, when you're uh, starting out, you know, there may be, you may feel overwhelmed when it comes to uh, what you really want to go to when you want to start your magical path. And first off, let's go over um, the difference between uh, pagan and Wiccan. Um, You may, starting out, feel more drawn to being called, to call yourself a Wiccan, but that's more of the, what would you say, religious Yeah, Wiccan is definitely a religion, and being a Wiccan is practicing the religion of Wicca. Yeah. But just because you're going into uh, a witchcraft practice does not mean you need to be cut and dry Wiccan. And just because you're a pagan does not mean you're a Wiccan. Mm -hmm. So pagan is just an umbrella term for anybody who doesn't practice any of the Abrahamic religions. It's more of... it, It was more of a slang term back in the day, which basically just meant like the people who live outside the cities and work on the fields and stuff and that was because a lot of the pagan religions kind of survived out in the outskirts outside the cities when christianity was moving in more um so it was just kind of like the country folk were the pagans but it's literally just anybody who doesn't practice like judaism um islam any form of christianity Mm -hmm. thing you know any of the abrahamic teachings but also you can be a witch like me i'm secular i don't mm-hmm. i don't go by any religion but i do consider myself a witch which is more like a practice kind yeah. of like yoga yeah, yeah. um so you can be a wiccan and not be a witch and you can be a witch and not be a wiccan or you can be a wiccan witch and finding what works best for you and what works best for say your friend down the street uh may not resonate with you and mm-hmm. that's all about doing your research. And there are plenty of places where you can find information, especially the library. Library are usually free. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have many, many resources. Yeah. The library is hands down my biggest go-to whenever somebody tells me that they're new to witchcraft and they want to do research. I always say go to the library. You can take out as many books as you want, as many as you can carry. And don't be afraid of checking out books. Like, I get it. It can be kind of scary and you don't, you haven't like come out of the broom closet yet or anything. But trust me, your librarians are not judging you. They really don't care what you check out. Yeah, you're not to mention like your librarians also, first of all, they don't care what you're checking out. But also, I know in a lot of major cities right now, they've got the self checkouts Mm -hmm. so as long as you have a library card you don't even have to talk to anybody you just scan your card scan the books grab your due date and walk out and you don't have to worry about anything and i mean you can go on audible and Mm -hmm. get like an ebook or an auto like an audible book Mm -hmm. and at the same time i mean google it can be at your fingertips you Mm -hmm. can research anything i know i found a lot of things on pinterest i love pinterest 
But at the same time, it can all be interpreted differently. Whereas, you know, this spell may work well with somebody else, but you may not feel like a connection to wanting to do that. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. This is all about finding who you are. And it's also remembering, too, that what you see as one thing doesn't necessarily hold true with somebody else. Mm -hmm. For example, I could say that, you know, I see the color red, like a red candle or something, and that to me symbolizes anger, whereas Carrie could could say... say, Symbolizes love for me. Yeah, and, you know, somebody else can say, well, actually, I think it symbolizes home because our house had a red door on it Mm -hmm. growing up. Like, it's all in your interpretation and what you are putting into your spell. Right. But, like, everything can be used, like, in a pinch. Like, Mm -hmm. your clear quartz can be used to Mm -hmm. substitute anything. You really don't need to go to the store. You don't need to go shopping. You can find most of what you need either already in your home or around where you live. Right. And, I mean, when it comes down to, like, tools in the witchcraft community... You, you know, you don't need to go out and buy a $20, $30 wand. You can Mm-mm. just maybe use a stick you find in the backyard. Yeah. I mean, I think the only advice I would have with finding things in nature is if you're going to take something, try to give something back. And that doesn't have to be, like, a huge thing. It can literally just be, you know, if you pick a flower, maybe water the rest. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a water bottle on you, just pour the water out onto the rest of the flowers and... You know, give something back when you take. Yeah. It's all about, like, respect. Yeah. Going into this, they don't tell you, like, hey, when learning, you should maybe respect things. Yeah. Be humble. Yes, exactly. Um, But, yeah, like, even with, like, if you want an athame, you can just use a letter opener. If Mm -hmm. you want, like, a chalice, just get your wine class it's almost halloween time go to spirit halloween find some really spooky cups (laughs) it it doesn't need to be expensive not at all you can go to the i mean if there's something you really feel like you need to buy you can get a lot of the stuff at the dollar store oh yeah like your jars oh yeah get any jars you have your mason you have actually really cute fancy ones that you can put like your herbs in oh yeah i found some cute vases and Mm -hmm. bowls and stuff at dollar stores there i mean as long as you're not manhandling them and being rough with them because obviously they're not the best of quality or they're plastic but i mean shit they do the job yeah so like our takeaway is just it doesn't need to be expensive and this is all about finding what works best for you don't be afraid to get creative too like if you if you do go to the dollar store and you get like let's say you're looking for some sort of bowl you find something that you like but you want to make it something better you can feel free to decorate it on your own like get creative get that glitter glue out yeah. like go to town make your friends and family upset that you look like you got the herpes of arts and crafts it's fine <laughs> get that glitter everywhere do what you want to do make it yours make it your own because it's your path it's what inspires you mm-hmm. and even if you like want to burn some incense but you don't have like a specific incense burner just get some tin foil make a little Mm -hmm. little don't leave it sitting there for too long it will be hot (laughs) it will burn surfaces but you know you can use like things that you have already and don't feel pressured into thinking that you have to have these things especially with the whole instagram 
culture of like taking photos of your altar space and stuff it looks cool it really does trust me i'm so guilty for loving the witch aesthetic yeah but ain't like a lot of times we don't we have regular jobs yes and no one really has time to keep up with it yeah so i mean unless that is your job i mean good for you i'm totally jealous but like yeah we you realistically when you're working with your altar it's going to get messy sometimes especially if you have cats especially if you have cats um it's gonna get messy sometimes you're gonna get breadcrumbs probably everywhere something stupid you might spill something you're gonna get ashes on your cloths or on the shell you know whatever you're using and that's totally fine witchcraft isn't always aesthetically pleasing in fact i would venture to say most of the time it's kind of not yeah you can you can make something very aesthetically pleasing. Like I'm very aesthetically driven, mm-hmm. so when I set up my rituals and spell works, and if it doesn't look appealing to me, I don't connect with it as much. That being said, I'm also very much the practical type of person that's just like, eh, this would look really good with a green candle, but fuck it, I got white ones. Mm-hmm. This is just gonna go here. Yeah, and just use what you have and. Also, when starting out, don't think you need to go to your nearest pagan shop and buy everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. You can get stuff in time. Mm -hmm. Like, don't rush. It's all about, like, what works best for you. And I know even with me, you know, sometimes I don't want to do a whole massive spell work. And maybe I just want to throw some herbs in a bathtub and call it good. And that's the thing, like, you don't have to get into a huge you know get every candle all the herbs all the items you need like you can do in corporate witchcraft in your everyday life yeah it's also i personally don't recommend buying all that stuff either because i did that at one point i went to the store i bought uh two candles in every single color because i was like this way i'll never have to worry about if i need them and then i found that i don't do specific types of work that often so now i've just got these candles that are staining this drawer that i had them in some of them got stuck together one particularly hot summer day and i had to throw them away it was a waste of money and there's no reason to have things that you may or may not even use find out what you tend to do what you tend to use more what you like more what resonates with you more And if you find that there's something that you use a lot, like if you use chalices a lot and you want a really nice one, hell yeah, spoil yourself, go for it, buy a really nice one, but you don't need it right away. Just find out if that's your thing. Mm -hmm. Brands from the, you know, dollar store or Walmart or Walgreens or wherever you go to and melt them down. Yeah. Add some herbs in there and you got your own little, like, less expensive you know candle yes (laughs) i was thinking of something else like your spell work candle but yeah i mean you can you can have like anoint it in your own Mm -hmm. way and so like making candles is really fun it's frustrating but really fun and using just what you already have around like broken crayons if you like especially if you're a mother Mm -hmm. or a father you have kids they probably broke some crayons they're too small to be used just melt those down don't like don't waste yeah exactly here we go when choosing your path that's another thing not to rush Mm -hmm. labels sound really cool especially because 
on you know tumblr pinterest facebook you'll see a lot of those uh what are they like the infographic things or the aesthetic boards that'll be like oh here's like a crystal witch and here's a kitchen witch and it's really just don't you don't have to pick a label right away because you could enjoy doing kitchen witchery but you could also enjoy uh being a yeah you could also be a really awesome green witch and at the same time you might also be really cool at crystals and you're all of those things and that's okay Mm -hmm. if you do find that you tend to resonate more with one type of magic awesome go with that but also don't let it stop you from exploring everything else and i think that's the danger of the whole like what type of witch are you because you'll probably if you ask other people what type of witch they are more times than probably not you're probably going to hear them say that they're an eclectic witch mm-hmm. which just means that they dabble in a little bit of whatever resonates with them yeah and it's it's because it's really hard to i mean i like kitchen witchery here and there mm-hmm. that being said I ain't that patient and I can't bake to save my life. So (laughs) you can come on over for some of my curry, but don't eat any of the cookies I make if you value yourself. (laughs) But that's the thing is like you, you don't need to pick something. It's not senior year of high school and you need to know what you need to go for college for. Yeah. But I mean, like going back to the whole where, where to learn thing, um, as much as we say tread lightly on, different types of social media at the same time they are really valuable Mm -hmm. places to go to and have a wealth of information and it might seem silly going on pinterest and looking up you know some sort of uh like infograph on the different types of healing crystals or whatever but it's actually really helpful and if you're a visual learner pinterest is a great place to go or even tumblr if you're more of like an audio learner Mm -hmm. Check out YouTube, check out uh, TikTok and stuff. People are actually giving really good advice and breaking things down and you can listen to it. Obviously, there's podcasts, you know, just throwing that out. Shameless plug. (laughs) Um, So you can even just listen to that while you're just driving in the car or, you know, doing whatever, like washing the dishes and stuff. And if you're somebody who likes to learn the old fashioned book reading way, Again, there's books. You can go on Google. There's tons of websites and blogs out there that are great and offer awesome information, really give you a lot more detailed breakdown. Mm -hmm. The good thing about if you're the type of person who can learn from reading is you're going to get a lot more information that's more in-depth. Yeah. Because unfortunately, even with podcasts and videos and stuff, we're kind of limited to how much attention span everybody has. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, I get bored halfway through editing these things, so. I mean, I get bored halfway through listening to you half the time. The, but, you know. Yeah. You. It's okay. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there, you you can definitely learn a lot from different social media. And you can join groups. Mm-hmm. But um, do beware that... When you are joining a group, you're getting people from all different paths of life. And again, it's that whole thing of what rings true for them might not ring true for you. And it doesn't make them wrong at all. And it doesn't make you wrong either. It just means that you guys 
view things differently and that's okay yeah, witchcraft is very personal and that's all this is about is finding what works best for you and going mm-hmm. with it and what you know works best for you may not work best for them mm-hmm. vice versa and no one is wrong mm-hmm. like that's the thing like we should definitely discuss the baby witch mm-hmm. the baby witch in the room oh. <laughs> so i'm gonna go ahead and just let carrie give her thoughts and opinion on the term baby witch i'll give my yeah, thoughts and opinions we, we kind of differ we differ slightly on it but i think ultimately we come to the same conclusion yeah. um so i'm sure like if you're getting into the craft or even on like witch talk with tiktok you'll hear the term baby witch and it's used as to describe somebody who's like beginning the craft like a beginner witch um there can be like two ways to look at it whereas like hey i'm a baby witch or like hey listen baby witches i view it as you're just kind of tiptoeing around the idea of beginner witch Mm. where i don't necessarily see it as a condescending derogatory term but it could be seen as that it could be seen like hey you're a baby witch i'm better than you um if you're gonna go with something i would just say like hey i'm a beginner witch Mm-hmm. Because that may be a little bit more user friendly and gets the point across without demeaning yourself or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally like the term witchling. I'm all for witchling. But at the same time, like we're all at the different stages of our path. Like we're all going to constantly be learning. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you're going to hear the term baby witch a lot, and whether you get offended by it or not, that's you know your valid opinion your feelings but when it comes to talking to people and like hey baby witches uh, i would tread lightly yeah my my views on the term baby witch is it kind of reminds me of back in the late 90s early 2000s we had the term fluffy bunny which was intended as an insult um the term baby witch kind of has the same feeling for me when I hear it. So I just kind of automatically think negatively when I hear it, which is also because the only way that I could think of somebody coming up with the term baby witch, because admittedly I have no idea where this term started. I could see it having been started one of two ways. Either it was started like, hey, I'm a baby witch and I need this. Or it was somebody going, listen, baby witches, here's how things are done in a very, you know, condescending, mean way. Either way, it sounds like talking down. Mm -hmm. Whether it was, you know, somebody condescendingly talking down to new witches, or if it was somebody who was a new witch calling themselves a baby witch, that takes their own power away from them. Mm -hmm. Because when you hear the word baby, you think, you know, helpless, like coming out there saying like oh i'm a baby witch and i need you to answer this question for me that could have been very simply answered on my own it adds to that negative Mm -hmm. thing and it's just you know like i don't want to learn on my own it's taking your own personal power away and i just don't like it Mm -hmm. i'm just not for it i i like witchling i'm all for witchling Mm -hmm. but like basically you're just you know, you're a beginner, you're starting yeah. out, and there's nothing wrong with that, and you don't need to uh, degrade yourself, Yeah, basically. 
you can say you're new to the craft. You can say, you know, hey, like I've only been practicing for a certain amount of time. You can, there, there are so many different ways you can say it mm-hmm. that will be a bit more inviting and a little less needy, if yeah. you will. And also to like pin off of your little comment about like, hey, I'm a baby witch and I want to know what a red candle means. You could even word that as, hey, starting out and I see there's a lot of different terms and different meetings for a red candle. What is it really? Yeah. You know, if you're confused about that. Yeah. That could be confusing to somebody where it's like, hey, I thought this meant this thing, but then I'm seeing it means this. Yeah. See, that's a very valid question Mm -hmm. then because how you phrase and word things is important, especially in the English language. We're kind of in a way we're kind of limited yeah i mean just even coming out and just being like hey like i did my research and i'm new and i'm really confused about this Mm -hmm. will then lead people to be more inclined to be like oh okay i understand how you can be confused here to be fair you could also end up being more confused yeah (laughs) a bunch of people's different aspects of things so yeah i mean take it for what it is yeah it's unless you've find specifically a teacher in what it is that you believe in and practice mm-hmm. specifically you're going to find people from all walks of life that have different interpretations of things which yeah. that's kind of the catch-22 um another really good tip is keeping up on your book of shadows and now sabella what is a book of shadows <laughs> so the book of shadows is basically kind of your witch journal And this can be anything. It can be a composition notebook that you found at the store for 50 cents and was like, that's cool, 50 cents, that's my jam. Or it can be some fancy leather-bound whatever. Um, But it's it's basically kind of just a journal Mm -hmm. of... And you can fill it with whatever works for you. It could just simply be like, hey, today I did this. And that was what I did in my practice today. End of story. Or it could even just be a reference to like, hey, here's a whole bunch of herbs, what they mean, what I found they mean to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I experimented with, uh, you could be like, oh, I experimented with the element of air today. And this is what I felt and did through that. Like, it could be whatever you want in there. Mm-hmm. And keeping up on your book of shadows will really help you first of all start to see how your power has grown mm-hmm. in time it will show you it would show you that it'll show you meows <laughs> um, and it will also help you understand when to do things in your own way mm-hmm. kitty cats love each other rude um, where was I going? I don't fucking remember what I was I saying. Know, but... Book of Shadows are cool. <laughs> and just, and it's a good habit to keep to get into to actually, you know, write down different things for your past, so you can just reference back to them. Yeah, you. It's just good to keep up on your Book of Shadows. It's helpful to see where you are, in who you are Mm -hmm. and what resonates with you and if you ever feel lost or confused along your path you can reference back to a lot of that and maybe put some pieces together yeah and also it's not just a book of shadows you can even have a book 
uh, that you create that may be on your tarot readings if you mm-hmm. want to get into tarot. When- so, yeah, you can definitely start up different types of books, whether you, let's say you like scrying. Yeah. Start up a scrying book, dude. Go for it. Yeah, Go it's all top. you. Yeah, it's whatever you want to do. You do you, boo-boo. I mean, realistically, I think most of my stuff's on the computer. Yeah. It was just easier for me to file. Like, I tried doing the the pen and paper thing for the longest time because it looks cool. Like I said, I'm all about the aesthetic. But it's fucking impossible to keep up with. And at the same time, for me, personally, like, I like writing things down. I feel like mm-hmm. I always, like, learn more. Yeah. Writing it down. And I currently don't have a my computer. I have my work computer, but I don't have mine. So I do have a separate notebook, and I'm, you know, going to use that. And mm-hmm. I like writing things down. Just whatever works for you. I mean, I bought a notebook for $3 from uh, Marshall's the other day because I thought it was cute. Yeah. And I thought, like, well, I can carry this with me now. And I use... I've always carried like some sort of notebook and pen with me, even just in my car. And I would just jot things down throughout the day. Like, Hey, I noticed this today mm-hmm. or, you know, I got these sort of vibes or I noticed that this was working in this, you know, just whatever. But then if you want to transcribe that somewhere else later, you can, but that's, that's all you, it's whatever works yeah. best for you. I think, I think that's a decent starting point. You got anything else to say? Um, ooh, visualization. We didn't hit visualization. Oh, okay. That's... Visualize. Yeah. Hopefully the audio doesn't sound like shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we would also like to apologize for the delay in the releasing of the episodes. We have had a lot of audio issues. I think we have this kind of solved, hopefully. We'll find out while mm-hmm. I'm editing this, but... If not, and we post it, and it, you know, something goes wrong, let us know. Yeah. Let us know where we can improve, especially in audio. We're learning. This is our first podcast. This is a huge learning curve. Yep. All right. Well, we thank you for coming to this week's episode of The Witch's Gathering. We hope you uh, learned something. And if not, we hope you had fun. Remember, beware of the Mothman. Witch is out. <laughs>